Hi, welcome to the Let's Talk Forex podcast. This week we have a good one lined up. It's all about recent events in the crypto market, something we know many traders are interested in. Remember, if you want to get hold of us on social media, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And please send any questions through to podcast at fxscouts.com. Hey, Alison. Hey, Chris. How's it going? Well, as you can probably hear, I've uh, I've uh, got another cold. Um, I'm ill once again. My advice to you is don't go to Northern Europe in autumn. Mm, it's yeah. very wet. And uh, bugs are prolific. <laughs> there are quite a few. You know, is it a cold? Is it the flu? Is it COVID? Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's the, the gambling fun of Northern Europe in the autumn. Yeah. Um, I think you should just anyway. stay put yeah. for a while. I would like to stay put for a while, yeah. No, I would I would like that. We'll see if I can do it. How are you? How are yeah, you, Alison? Good. good. We yeah. moved from, uh, as you know, Kenton-on-Sea to Cannon Rocks. And I was a bit <laughs> nervous because it's, it's a bit of a drive, but I must say it's the most beautiful place and and the beach is 200 meters away and it's just bliss so I oh can, look at you i cannot complain doesn't sound like it, <laughs> it was, i mean kenton, kenton on sea sounded pretty nice too so yeah. uh, for you to be saying cannon rock cannon rocks is a bliss yeah that's quite something yeah i think it's just the yeah just being able to walk down it's almost like you've got your own private beach for 20 kilometers on each side it's unbelievable oh shut up that's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> and big shells on the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's great. All right, enough from you. We're talking about. Um, so yeah, what are we talking about? Last week we covered the basics of cryptocurrency. We talked about cryptos. Talked about history, how and why it moves, pros and cons of trading cryptos, especially vis-a-vis um, trading crypto CFDs um, and uh, trading crypto directly. But this week we wanted to discuss the recent history of the crypto market itself. So what's been driving it? Um, and uh, see if we can have any idea of where it might be going in the future. Um, yeah, and uh, it's it's a very interesting topic, I must say, and, and especially with what's been happening, you know, particularly over the last couple of months. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, I, I guess we we can't say this is unusual. It's it's been on a roller coaster, which which it has been on for mm-hmm. for many years, and much of it's been driven by fundamental factors like the effect of Terra Luna crash and the FTX collapse, of course, in uh, November Mm -hmm. 22, and then the threat of tighter SEC regulation, which has been a very interesting development. Um, And if we look at Bitcoin's performance over the past year, it's really enough to make you a little bit dizzy, I should say. Yeah, no, it is. Um, So it was trading at about 16,000 to uh, $16,000 to Bitcoin in November 22. And this is after it fell from its October 2021 high of $61,000, which is quite, mm. quite a crash that. And that crash is due to a series of high-profile failures. I mean, you mentioned there Terra Luna, um, but there was others in there as well. And it culminated in FTX's spectacular implosion uh, in November of last year. Yeah. And then we, we saw Bitcoin gain upward of 50% through mid-March 2023. And it was trading at $30,000 uh, before it dropped to $24,794 mid-June. 
And then again, strong momentum again, or upward momentum between mid-June and mid-August, and then it reached 31,665. But this is not unusual for Bitcoin either. No, and then following that, it saw we saw another sharp drop to about uh, to about twenty six thousand um, between September and the beginning of October. But it spiked again recently, mm. and it's now trading at about thirty five thousand um, USD, and this is the highest level since its decline uh, started in April last year. So this means basically that since the beginning of the year, traders would have seen. Bitcoin moved 200,000 pips between its low and its high. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it's um, yeah. But, you know, this is the nature of the crypto market, and it's very volatile, and it's very unpredictable, which is why we always yeah. Say, uh, yeah, say just be very cautious. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. But, yeah, let's have a look at why it's uh, yeah, crypto in general, but Bitcoin in particular, um, what's been behind this wild ride, and is it ever going to stop? Mm -hmm. And is there any way of telling what the future will hold? Um, that's kind of the point of this episode. So the, we'll start off with a little bit of go, go into the history in some detail here. So the recent run of bad tidings for crypto began in November last year. And this is when, as we mentioned, when FTX, um, the crypto exchange, uh, filed for bankruptcy. Uh, so there have been rumors of mismanagement and fraud um, for many weeks and months mm -hmm. uh, leading up to FTX's collapse. Um, but yeah, the actual collapse is, uh, I think, in November the 16th or something like that. Yeah, because on, on November 11th, Binance, also another crypto exchange, refused mm -hmm. to bankroll uh, FTX's debts, basically at the last minute. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's basically a move that's been viewed as many, by many as a, as a cynical ploy by Binance to ensure that, um, you know, FTX uh, went down, basically, that that it demised, um, so so it brought down its largest competitor quite easily. And this rug pull forced FTX's CEO, Sam Bankman-Fried, to admit that the company could not meet its customers' withdrawals. Yeah, exactly. No, Binance um, pulled a pretty dirty move there. Um, they said they were looking at FTX's accounts uh, with a view to taking on all of FTX's uh, obligations and then turned around at the last minute, and correctly, uh, you know, they said, no, there's too many irregularities in the accounts. Mm -hmm. And they were correct, but they knew. The Before CEO of Binance knew. Yeah. He knew that there were irregularities in the accounts. He just wanted to make sure the FTX went down and went mm -hmm. down hard. Um, that they died. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, criminal investigations have followed famously, as I'm sure everybody um, listening to this knows. Uh, Bankman-Fried was just convicted of fraud last week. And there's talk of a life sentence being handed down by the judge. Wow. I know, right? That's a bit extreme. Um, yeah. But I mean, but you look, the justice system really wants to make an example of him. Yeah. Um, and he never at any point in the trial admitted any fault in this. He's always said he didn't know. He didn't know. He didn't know. Yeah. So, you know, he never tried to sign a plea deal or anything like that. Mm. So they're going to go after him hard. Mm. Yeah. And, then, and in the months since FTX has collapsed, then other crypto exchanges and cryptocurrencies have imploded and uh, mm -hmm. trust in industry which is always in short supply, I would say, has fallen to an all-time low. Yeah, it has. Um, uh, yeah, and victory, Binance's victory now, uh, we're just talking about over FTX now, seems to have been a bit self-defeating Yeah, uh, in some degree. Uh, you're seeing a lot more regulatory scrutiny, especially in the United States. Uh, it's become much more aggressive. Uh, and there are now uh, question marks as well over institutional capital's role in the industry. But we'll get institutional capital in a second because um, 
let's, I would like us to talk about the SEC's involvement in all of this first. Yeah, I mean, the SEC has taken a more aggressive um, interest in the, in the crypto industry. And basically in June 23, June 2023, the SEC filed lawsuits against Binance and Coinbase, which are the two largest crypto exchanges in the world. Um, and this was following FTX's bankruptcy. Um, and the suit against Binance is very serious because it accuses Binance of fraudulent behavior that like um, what happened at FTX, uh, it's mm -hmm. artificially inflating its trading volumes and it's also diverting its customer funds and mm -hmm. it's, it has failed to restrict U.S. customers from its platform and it's also been accused of misleading investors about its market surveillance controls. So there are huge, I mean, those are big allegations. Yep. Um, so I'm sure the SEC is going to be on them, well, is on them. And I'm sure they're going yeah, to be exactly. doing a thorough investigation. Yeah, a thorough investigation, and and yeah, and and yeah, as you say, very serious allegations. So. Yeah. Um, hard to prove, and we'll we'll see we'll see what comes of it. But with Coinbase, you mentioned here, there's another lawsuit the SEC has got out. The Coinbase lawsuit is more interesting. Mm. This seems to be a deliberate ploy to bring crypto under the SEC supervision in the United States. In the U.S., the regulatory status of crypto is unclear at the moment. Uh, the, so you have you have two main regulatory agencies in the United States. You have the SEC and the CFTC. And the CFTC regulate the forex industry, which is what we mainly work in, and they re regulate forex brokers. And they regulate commodities. While stocks, bonds, and any other securities, they're all regulated by the SEC. Yes, exactly. And with its case against Coinbase, the SEC is arguing that Cryptos are securities, not commodities, as they're currently classified as, and should be regulated yeah. by the SEC rather than the CFTC. Um, and the CFTC has has like a slightly lighter touch um, in terms yeah. of, of uh, regulatory oversight. So this is why um, many uh, exchanges don't want cryptos to be uh, classified as securities. Yeah, it would bring a whole... The CFTC is a self-regulating body, you see. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and it's a lot lighter touch, a lot easier to manage the the various obligations. Where the SEC, you have a whole host of things. But what's interesting is prior to launching uh, the lawsuit against Coinbase, the SEC contacted their CEO and he demanded that Coinbase delist every cryptocurrency on the exchange except for Bitcoin. Wow. I mean, fairly bonkers right. demand. Yeah, and and so the, and the CEO has been quoted as saying. Um, uh, the SEC came to us and they said, we believe every asset other than Bitcoin is a security. And we said, well, how are you coming to that conclusion? Because that's not our interpretation of the law. And the SEC turned around and they said, we're not going to explain it to you. You need to delist every other asset other than Bitcoin. I mean, it's just bonkers. I mean, if you, if you say it out loud, it's such a bonkers demand. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if so Congress had agreed, then it, it could have said a president that would have left the vast majority of... American, American crypto businesses operating outside the law, I mean, yeah. unless they register with the exactly, SEC. exactly. They, I think it was. I think it was a deliberate uh, chess move by the SEC. They knew yeah. that Coinbase, Coinbase weren't going to agree to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So the Coinbase lawsuit is really it's a fight for survival, not just for itself, but for pretty much the entire US crypto industry. And a win for the SEC or a win for Coinbase is going to be a real milestone in the evolution of, of cryptocurrency as an asset. 
And no matter what happens, it's going to send shockwaves through the market. It's going to set a really important precedent. Um, and the SEC is also the center of another crypto storm. Um, mm-hmm. And this one basically involves the wealth of some of the largest financial institutions in the world. And there are currently about half a dozen applications for the launch of a spot Bitcoin ETF, which would track the price of Bitcoin directly rather than following derivatives. So this is also a very interesting um, application that has been made by some of the exchanges. Yeah, exactly. So this is really important. Um, Yeah, so there's a lot of very large uh, financial uh, institutions involved in this. Uh, They're waiting for a green light from the SEC. Um, So these include um, asset management companies, as you mentioned there, um, uh, oh, you didn't mention, uh, but there's yeah. BlackRock, which is probably the largest in the world, as a management company in the world. Your Wisdom Tree, you've got Van Eck, you've got Fidelity. You know, they're all waiting there to launch these exchange traded funds that follow Bitcoin directly. But as it stands, the SEC has given no clear indication of whether it's going to approve any of these ETFs. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But there was that development on October 24th when uh, yeah. Bitcoin hit, I mean, what we were talking about just now, hit its highest level in 17 months. Um, where it basically broke the $35,000 mark before pulling back. And this spike was driven by the appearance of uh, BlackRock's Bitcoin ETF on the file, uh, which clears NASDAQ trades. And traders basically took this as an early sign of regulatory approval. Um, And so Bitcoin, you know, made this huge leap. Yeah, it jumped about 10%, I think, uh, overnight. And it's been it's been hovering around that yeah to thirty five and it's still in that range now, isn't it? I think it's uh, between thirty four and thirty five. Yeah, it is. Uh, currently. Yeah, and but then look more more when this happened, you know, and this appeared on the on the file at the clearinghouse. There was all these more experienced market voices, i.e., not crypto bros, made it very clear that listing an unapproved ETF on the eligibility file meant absolutely nothing regarding regulatory approval, and it's just an early administrative step that all ETFs have to take. But, you know, BlackRock has done nothing to quell any of the speculation here. Uh, You know, the CEO, Larry Fink, um, was on Fox Business the other day in the United States saying, um, we're hearing from clients around the world about the need for crypto. Um, He sees Bitcoin as another haven asset for investors like bonds or gold. I believe crypto will play that type of role as a flight to quality. Yeah. Yeah, so talking a big game. Exactly. And if, if the SEC rejects these institutional ETFs outright, then the backlash for the crypto industry and crypto market is going to be massive. And, yeah. and approval, but an approval of even some of these um, would unlock billions for the industry. So it really is a bit of a, yeah, it, it's going to be a huge sort of um, shedding moment, you know, uh, depending mm-hmm. on which side it falls on. Yeah, really pivotal. Yeah, really pivotal. And then you're right, the industry needs these billions. I mean, the market cap of Bitcoin has uh, crypto in general, like, I mean, has collapsed. I, mean, I think at its peak back in October 2021, it was well over three trillion. I'm not sure where it is now. But I'd be surprised if it's even a quarter of that. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's this industry that has been hemorrhaging cash uh, over the last two years that really needs this influx of capital mm. uh, from this institutional markets. And, uh, and yeah, it will change. It'll be a ball game. Uh, changer as you saw just a rumor of an etf appearing on the <laughs> eligibility clearing house <laughs> set the price up by 10 percent. can you imagine if there's actual approval of these things 
What's it's almost happen? like people are just waiting to buy. They're just looking for any. Yeah. They were all, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially after the last couple of years of the just grim, unrelenting news, you know. I know. Um, it's all this pent up, um, yeah, activity. So, yeah, so what does the future hold uh, for crypto? Well, in terms of the lawsuits, I think we're going to see centralized exchanges like Binance and Coinbase. Uh, I think they're going to have, look, they're going to have very difficult years ahead now. Um, and they're going to be forced into tight regulation one way or another. But I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing for the market. Um, it seems, you know, the conventional wisdom in the, in the crypto community now, um, belatedly, is that they're realizing the whole point of crypto originally was that it was decentralized. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's no need to have these big centralized exchanges. That was the entire point. Why have you got these huge companies with so much power uh, in the crypto market? So moving away from thing, companies like FTX, Coinbase, and Binance, this is not necessarily a bad idea. Back to individual personal wallets, decentralized um, crypto uh, yeah, trading, all of that kind yeah. of stuff. I think that's, yeah. we're going to see a move back to that. Yeah, which will, I think will make it even more, more difficult for these big regulators to regulate. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. But I mean, again, that was kind of the point. I'm not going to yeah. be a moral judge here or anything, but yeah. I'm just saying that's kind of the point. That was yeah. kind of the point. And in terms of price, the general consensus is that Bitcoin is poised for more upside moves. Um, yep. So this is interesting. And, you know, as we say, <laughs> any excuse, it seems. Mm -hmm. And catalysts for the bull run also include the halving event. And that's going to happen next year, April, so April 2024. And this mm -hmm. basically occurs every four years. And it's an event where the mining reward per block is halved so that there's a lower influx of Bitcoin into the market. And as we know, um, price surges because of the supply demand gap. So, yeah, so that's going to be very, you know, I think a lot of people are also waiting for that to occur. Um, yeah, before. exactly. That'll be yeah. a big thing. Um, well, just before but look, whatever, yeah, exactly. Uh, but look, whatever the future holds, you know, caution with crypto is essential, as you said at the top, Alison. Um, mm. There are going to be bumps in the road, as is always the case with cryptocurrencies. Probably not bumps, more likely massive. <laughs> massive <laughs> massive pitfalls rather than bumps um there's probably going to be more crypt exchange crashes there's going to be more nasty industry surprises out there and as i said a minute or two ago like if there's even a hint that you know the sec is not going to approve these etfs or if there's problems with the etfs there's some way this institutional capital is not going to be unlocked mm -hmm. um there's a, there's basically no end to the downside here yeah, and spec so always speculating on cryptocurrency is not for the faint-hearted. It comes with a real risk of losing all your capital. We say that about forex trading too, but with crypto, um, the risk is much higher. Uh, so always yeah. be aware of that. Um, and do your own research um, and always use a stop loss. What other advice would you give uh, our listeners, Alice? Yeah, and just uh, just be careful with your leverage. I, I see a lot of traders lose their shirts with with over leveraging. So. You know, if you're going to be trading crypto CFDs, just be very aware of how much you're leveraging them. Yeah, exactly. Well, look, I think that about covers it uh, for this week. Thank you so mm -hmm. much for tuning in. Uh, next week, we're talking about um, what are we talking? What are we talking about next week, Alison? Do we know? No. <laughs> okay, I've got no idea what we're talking about next week. No. Um, Hold on a sec. Let me but, just. Have a quick... I'm sure I've got it in my diary. Nope. <laughs> no, she doesn't have in a diary. It's a surprise. Um, but thank you very much for tuning in as always. And uh, I'll speak to you next week, Alison. Cool. Thanks, Chris. 
Cheers. Cheers.